Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to VMB, the voice of Manhattan business, brought to you by the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce. I'm your host, Bruce Hurwitz. You can find me on the web at hsstaffing.com. I hope everyone will be able to join me this coming Wednesday at noon when my guest will be Robbie Muir from Muir Design, Inc. We will be discussing how good design improves marketing. To learn about all future shows, please visit our website, www.thevoiceofmanhattanbusiness.com. And please remember to visit the events page on the Chamber's website, www.manhattancc.org, to learn about upcoming events on the Chamber's calendar. I am delighted to be joined today by Alan Winnikoff from Sales and Winnikoff Communications. We will be discussing social media marketing. This program comes on the heels of the Chamber's fourth annual Marketing Week NYC. We have a wide range of presentations covering all aspects of 21st century marketing. To see the full schedule of events, visit marketingweeknyc.com. And please remember, the opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the participants and do not necessarily represent the views or positions of the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce. If you have any questions, feel free to call in. The number is 805-243-1301. That number again, 805-243-1301. Alan, welcome back to the show. Hey, thank you, Bruce. It's always nice to be back and nice to chat with you. It's my pleasure. I, I want to ask you a question. I said this program comes on the heels of the Chamber's fourth, uh, fourth annual Marketing Week NYC. Heels means upcoming, right? No, actually, it's... Um, I got it wrong, yeah. That would be after, yes, exactly. Yeah, okay. So please ignore what I just said. And Marketing Week NYC is coming up in about two weeks' time. So, Correct. Uh, so I apologize for that error. Too bad I didn't catch it earlier. Now, Alan, um, welcome back to the show, and um, tell us about yourself and your company. Sure. So um, I've actually um, been doing PR uh, in various um, settings, both at agencies and in-house, for a very long time, much too long. Started this firm with my partner, Karina Sales, in 2003, so amazingly, we've now been around for 13 years. And, um, you know, the the funny part about it is that... um, we're here to talk about social media. We started in 2003 as a traditional PR firm, and our focus is primarily arts, media, and entertainment clients. We do a lot of work in television. We do a lot of work uh, in other forms of media, including digital content. We have a specialty in product content companies for kids and families because that's where uh, Karina and I both have a very strong uh, background. We also work with some nonprofits. We work with a lot of startups. But when we started the company, you know, it was very much, as I say, traditional PR. There was no social media. And um, so it was a very sort of um, much different business where you would write a press release, pitch press, get an article in a newspaper or magazine, and and it was very transactional. But then uh, over the years, of course, the business has completely changed. It's not even uh, close to what it used to be. There's still a place for traditional PR. It's still important. 
But I realized at a certain point that if we were going to continue to thrive as a small business, we really needed to um, offer social media as a service. We needed to embrace it, and we needed to make sure that we had the expertise in order to be able to deliver. And so we um, completely rebranded our company some years ago. Uh, So now we uh, refer to ourselves as a social media or digital communications brand strategies and public relations firm. We offer all those things. We have a really great social media team here. We're not a big company, but it's definitely an area that um, we have developed as an expertise. And frankly, I think this is probably true of most small PR firms. If you don't offer this service, um, it's going to be very hard for you to compete in the marketplace because clients who come to us now are looking for something um, much broader than just um, getting an article in a newspaper, which, of course, newspapers themselves, are their future is, is questionable. So social media um, is a way for clients uh, to reach their audience um, without the filter of a traditional journalist, get your story out there, build audience, make an impact, and be heard. Um, so as I say, it's a completely different world than it was just a few years ago. And apropos Marketing Week NYC, you've taken the lead and you are moderating a panel which you've organized on social media. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's a really great panel. Um, I was going to say a kick-ass panel, but I'm not sure I can say that on the radio. Can I say that first? <laughs> I, well, uh, I'll give you a pass. All right, thanks. Um, yeah, we've got a great group of people. Um, and what we're trying to do in this panel is is give uh well I would say small businesses and startups but not exclusively because it's I think it would be valuable for anybody even people who are in house people who have, or in larger companies but I am sort of leaning towards the small business the entrepreneur who has a business and says you know what I need I know I need social media but I have no idea what that means or how to do it and how to you know people can post on their personal Facebook page um, you know, even my 85-year-old mother does that. But when you want to be on social media for your business, it's an entirely different animal. So we want to take people through, um, first of all, why they why they think they need to be there. That's the first question. What are you trying to accomplish? And then we're going to help them figure out what platforms, um, different platforms can um, achieve different objectives. And then there's the tactics, you know, the day-to-day, you know, what are you posting? How often are you posting? What are you saying? How are you engaging? Should you be uh, boosting posts and paying for paid posts? What's the advantage there? How do you build uh, followers? Um, And then the other part of it is the metrics, which is the the ongoing uh, challenge. Which every you know one of the things as I said before you know this whole business has changed so much and when I started you know we would give circulation numbers for a newspaper or magazine but it's just now people are are so obsessed with the num the metrics and the analytics so one of the people on our panel has a company that actually does that and they provide social media metrics to clients they have some amazing um, an amazing algorithm that they created. Uh, so it's not just about um, you know the content that you're posting and where you want to be. It's also about how do you interpret your success? How do you know how well you're doing? So 
so hopefully anybody that comes to this panel is going to be able to um, walk away with that sort of holistic understanding about how to start, how to engage, and then how to understand success. Well, our topic today is social media marketing. So define for us what you mean by social media. Well, uh, I mean, the social media, as I said, you know, there's, what, 1.3 billion people or something on Facebook. So I would say most people listening to this um, broadcast um, are familiar with Facebook. They, they know what they're doing, or they have at least a general idea of how they use it for themselves. Um, a lot of people are also on Twitter, you know, two very, very different platforms. Uh, but, again, um, I think the challenge is that companies – want this um, engagement, whether it's both um, consumer-facing or business-facing. They want to be, um, they want to have that presence and that visibility, but I think they also get frustrated because they don't, as I said before, they don't really know what they want and they don't know how to interpret what they're getting, and they don't know where to be. So, um Mark, social media marketing is really just, you know, then I will, I will sort of go back into the philosophy of PR. PR, I think, back in the day used to be a lot more it's sort of its own on an island within the marketing scope. And today um, PR is really considered much more integrated into everything else that is defined as marketing, and social media is part of that. And it all comes from making sure that you have a holistic strategy and a unified brand message and positioning. So whether you're marketing yourself on social media or in PR or in traditional ads, you want to make sure that what you're saying to your end user is consistent um, and also that your message is um, customizable and ownable so that people really understand who you are and, and what you're trying to get across. So from social media, that's the long answer to your question. Social media marketing is just part of that. It's how to get your marketing message out there on these really critical social media platforms and be consistent with the rest of what you're talking about under your marketing scope. I'm always surprised, for, for whatever reason, as a lot of people know, I'm considered an expert when it comes to LinkedIn, and I'm not quite sure how that happened. But in any case... I'll have people contact me and say, why should I be on LinkedIn? Mm -hmm. And it, it shocks me because you're a professional. You should have a profile on LinkedIn. You do it because it's like uh, Willie Sutton. You rob <laughs> banks because that's where the money is. But how would you answer the question? Why should business owners care about social media? LinkedIn or in general? And in general. Well, I think, first of all, um, I was just having this conversation recently. Um, you know, some companies have, over the last few years, uh, have less of a website presence. They might have a landing page for their website, but most of their content and their activity is usually, well, usually they would choose Facebook. And the reason for that is, um, first of all, as you say, that's where everybody is. Uh, and secondly, it's much easier to update and provide content and engage people. So I think if you don't, if you're a business of any of any notoriety at all, and you're not at least on Facebook and Twitter, 
you know, LinkedIn is another question. Um, I think people take you less seriously. So in order to have credibility, that would be the first answer. But again, if you're going to make the commitment, you've got to be all in, which means you have to be on it, you know, consistently and consistently providing engaging content. Twitter is, a, you know, again, a different thing where a lot of times, a lot of the kinds of companies we work with, we want them to be involved in a conversation about whatever their business is so that they're positioned as experts and they're positioned as um, a company that is our thought leaders and are in the mix in terms of whatever that uh, business platform is. So, um, so, you, so there's, there's both a perception reason and then a very practical reason as well. You've mentioned Facebook and Twitter. I mentioned LinkedIn. There are a wide variety of platforms. What is the? How should a business owner determine which platform is best for them? Uh, that is, that's one of the most challenging questions uh, because, and we don't always agree. We have a we had a, a have a client. Um, that right now that wants to be on Pinterest, and I'm not sure we 100% agree, but you know um, we are um, doing our best to make that happen. I think that um, there's uh, and there's a whole there was a whole conversation about that which I won't go into, but um, you know it is really challenging because um, there are a lot of choices, and this is where it helps to speak to the experts. We'll give you our um, our thoughts, and we'll give you a strategy on how either why it makes sense or why it doesn't. I think one of the most interesting things going on right now in the social world is this rush to get onto Snapchat, and um, it's uh, you know businesses suddenly are discovering that they need to be there. And every day, almost literally every day, um, I read a story about you know how this transition is happening and what it means, and um, various experts comment about it and I don't think that there's a whole lot of people over the age of say 30 or 35 that would really consider themselves to be 100% fluent on Snapchat and it's one of those platforms that I'm spending time on just because I need to understand it not because I necessarily want to live there for myself so um this is part of the challenge in social media is um, it changes. You know, it just keeps evolving and it just keeps changing. And even when you go back, you think about um, that how many years ago, you know, MySpace was the platform and then Facebook became the platform. And I think that I remember a few years ago there were predictions about, well, you know, what are we, what's going to happen after Facebook peaks? Um, what's coming after Facebook? When Facebook becomes MySpace, then what comes after Facebook? And clearly that hasn't happened. Um, but I think there's a perception that everybody's always looking for the next thing. And again, the challenge with something like Snapchat is that there is sort of a kind of a, um, a rush um, of marketers to say, well, I need to be there. But then if you sit them down and you go, why? What do you want to do? They don't necessarily have the most um, fluent um, answer that you would really like to hear. Let's not make any assumptions. Explain 
what Pinterest and Snapchat are. All right. Um, well, Pinterest is um, for uh, posting, um, for pinning photos, and it's actually used a lot by um, people in crafts and that sort of thing. There's a particular demographic people want to reach, which is why I said before that um, our client wanted to be on there, not because necessarily it was the right thing for their content, but because they were trying to reach that demographic. And then um, Snapchat is, of course, um, you know, the thing about Snapchat is that it disappears, right? I mean, you, it's on for 24 hours and then it disappears, which um, people really love about it. Um, but I think, again... But what is it? What disappears? What do you post? Oh, your is content. Your, your Your posts, yeah, your posts or your video, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So, Just wanted to... So, um, yeah, go ahead. No, no, finish your thought. No, that's all right. You, you, you go. Okay. No, but I was just going to remark that listeners have contacted me, and one of the things that they've complimented me on is that we always define the terms because we never know what the um, uh, how shall I put this the um, knowledge level is of our listeners. So if somebody is interested in social media. I don't want to make an assumption that they all know what Snapchat and Pinterest is, while I will assume that everybody knows what Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn are. Yeah, you know, not always sure about that either. Um, and I think, again, you know, for I'm a good um, kind of uh, guinea pig here because, you know, um, I spend a lot of time on these platforms because I need to understand them, not because I necessarily am the most... Um, intuitive person when it comes to it. I have, you know, like I said, I have a great team here that understands it a lot better than I do. So my, since I'm one of those people that has to learn this stuff, my suggestion is always the only way you're really going to learn it is to go on it and, and just spend some time on it um, and become familiar with it. Um, because otherwise, uh, you know, you're just, you're just sort of guessing. And so it... Um, you know, it's just learn by doing. That's the best advice I can give rather than having somebody try to explain something to you. But a business owner, and I agree with you 100%, you have to go on the different sites and educate yourself before you go to someone else. But there's no way that a business owner can manage all the social media platforms that they may want to be involved with. So... How should they manage their social media activities? Besides the well, yeah, obvious I mean, of hiring right. you to you, do you, it. Yeah, you need to. You need. You really do need somebody that that's all they're doing to do this. You know, they're um, they're on social all day, which is what you really need to do. So um, it's one of those things where. You're going to need somebody with an expertise. I don't think there's any question about it. The, if you, you can do it yourself, and we've had clients that have hired us for PR and said, oh, well, we'll do our own social. And um, more often than not, we see what they're doing, and it's not really up to par. Um, and there's plenty of people out there, again, um, who have an expertise that you can tap into. Just a reminder, you're listening to the Voice of Manhattan Business. 
My guest today is Alan Winnikoff from Sales and Winnikoff Communications. We're discussing social media marketing. If you have any questions, feel free to call in. The number is 805-243-1301. And please remember the opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the participants and do not necessarily represent the views or positions of the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce. Alan, what part of a marketing campaign should be social media related? Uh, what part in terms of how what the percentage is? Okay. Uh, However you want to look at it. That, that's, yeah. Yeah. How well, much should, should yeah. be spent on social media? How much on more traditional marketing? Right. You know, it's... Um, I don't know if I can actually, uh, again, I think every case is different, but um, I think what I would say is that, as I said before, you know, if you're going to be taken seriously as a business, you need to come up with a social media strategy. And um, then the other problem, by the way, is that what you don't want to do is you get your social media all set up and you're very happy you've got your Facebook page, but then you're not paying attention to it and you're not posting with any regularity because worse than having no social media is having a social media page that somebody goes to and they go, well, they haven't posted in four months. And you see that way too often. So um, you need to be really careful about that. And that's really, I think, the, one of the biggest challenges for small business owners. They don't have time to do it, even if they do understand it. You know, they've got so many other things to do, which is why you need somebody who's devoted to it. Like any other marketing, um, if you try to do it yourself, uh, you're going to get behind and it's not really going to work out for you. I actually did an experiment for myself on LinkedIn. Two months ago, I published a number of posts that had thousands of reads. And during that time... I was in the top 1% of views, meaning people looking at my profile within my network on LinkedIn of first-degree connections, which is a little over 28,000 people. Last month, I posted, I, I wrote no blog posts on LinkedIn, and I dropped down 1%. And the only thing I did differently was to stop writing blogs. So wow. you're absolutely correct. If you don't if you're not there in their face constantly, you're gonna lose out. No question. Now what besides social media, what other components are necessary for a successful marketing campaign? Well, uh as a PR person, I would say that traditional PR, as I said before, still has a place. Uh, you can't rely on it as you used to, where it really was the thing that drove your public profile. But, um, you know, uh, blogs still exist, um, or blogs exist, newspapers and magazines, there are still some of those. Um, TV coverage, obviously, is huge. So PR is a huge part of what you do. Uh, there are other ways to um, get digital visibility, uh, whether it's through YouTube videos, uh, Twitter chats, um, things like that, um, 
So there's a lot of other, besides just posting on social media, there's other ways to, to build that presence. I think that what's happening is that there's traditional PR and there's traditional advertising, and most people don't really want to spend a lot of time looking at ads, whether they're TV or print or online, of course. So what's happened is that content marketing, which um, I will define, has become a much, much more important element in the overall marketing mix. And what content marketing is, is it's actual content that's interesting and engaging and that consumers want to experience. It's so in that sense, it comes off as pure editorial, but it's actually paid for. And you'll see it in your Facebook feed all the time. Um, so um, it's not advertised, not an ad, because ads tend, you know, unless they're really clever, they tend to turn people off. It's not PR, which, you know, in our world we call earned. It's actually paid content that's interesting and consumable. And so, therefore, consumers are experiencing something that they find of value, but at the same time there's an advertising message underneath it. And that's really where a lot of this is going right now. And um, you see it even on TV. I'll see it on CNN where there's a story. I'll be watching a story, and um, I'll think, well, that's kind of interesting, but it feels a little off. And then I'll realize that it's actually a sponsored story, but it comes off as a news story. So you're going to see more and more of that. Um, That's where the world is going, and that's where marketers really need to be putting a lot of their resources, I think. What about old school? A flyer on a uh, car windshield. Is that worth it in today's day and age? <laughs> that really is old school. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah, why not? I mean, it's, you know, it's uh it's low tech, but you got to take the flyer off your windshield, right? Before you drive, yeah. so therefore you're getting engagement because the person is going to at least look at it for a half a second before they wad it into a ball and and throw it away. And that's really what you're looking for is in any form of marketing, you're looking for engagement, you're looking for eyeballs. You don't want people to just click off without even registering what it is they're looking at. So, sure, I'm I'm pro-flyer on windshields. Mm-hmm. And what about postcards? Because everybody reads postcards. I guess they do. I mean, I'm pretty um, – I think this is where you get lost in the clutter because I'm I'm pretty skeptical about – Anything to come in um, the mail. I think people look at their mail, unless it's a bill or a check, uh, they look at it for half a second and it goes in the garbage, just like, you know, stuff that comes to your email box. I mean, you know, my, the first thing I do every morning is I, um, I look at all my emails. I, um, I highlight the ones I want to click off, and I just get rid of them as soon as possible. And I think a postcard or any kind of something in the mail is sort of the equivalent of that. You know, you just want to get it off your desk because there's too much crap you're dealing with anyway. I want to say, it was very interesting. The cover of the postcard or the face of the postcard was my website redone. On the left side, no, uh, on the back of the postcard was, on the left side was my website and the right side was how this company would redo it. And then on the front was my address and a very short message. If you like how we designed your website, contact us at blah, blah, blah. And I thought it was very, um, a very interesting approach. Now, I didn't 
follow up with them. I wasn't interested in changing my website. Right. But it got my attention. Well, you know, this is the challenge right now because we're so overwhelmed with content um, and everything, every time you do anything. Uh, and there's no way that you can process everything that is coming at you. So anybody that is successful in engaging is ahead of the game. Um, and I think that's really where one of the reasons why social is successful because in theory at least people, you know, the, the content coming onto your feeds is something that you are interested in. Not always the case, obviously, but you have a better chance than other things. So, um, you know, that's really what makes it so difficult though because you can you have to perform triage every day. You have to just decide, I'm going to look at this and I'm not going to look at this and I'm going to move on and that's going to be the end of it. When should a business owner not use social media? Um, I think if uh, there's, um, you know, when there's a controversy, when, you know, sometimes people, um, there's a lot of negativity, and sometimes it's best to just hold, you know, just kind of lay low for a little while, but... On the other hand, there's the argument that, you know, you can't really afford to do that. You have to engage back. So I would say that um, other than that, the, the only reason why I would say not to use social media is if you're just not prepared um, to make the commitment. As I said before, you know, you, if, you're, if you stop posting, that looks really bad. So once you're in, you've got to make sure that um, – you're prepared to to manage it in an appropriate way. Um, And if not, then just wait until you are. And finally, apropos what you just said a moment ago, if you're attacked or criticized on social media, how should you respond? Well, um, I used to do stand-up comedy many, many, many years ago. And... um, so I, it was always the question of if you're heckled while you're on stage, you know, what's the best response? And most of the time the recommendation is, you know, don't get into it with a, um, with a heckler because you can't win and you just, you just look bad. Uh, there are people, comedians, who are able to do it. Um, but when we were, like, just learning how to be on stage, it was like just don't get involved. So I guess the question is... Um, if there is a controversy or something on, you know, in terms of a business, if somebody's going after you, I think you can private message them, try to reason with them. I, I know it's no secret that some of the worst instincts of humanity come out in, on the Internet and on social. So I don't think you want to really have a public um, spat with somebody. I would suggest that you try to private message them. And then, Good advice. Um, yeah, see if you can um if you can have if you can if you can do it that way. Uh because otherwise if you're doing it in front of all of your followers, it could get really messy. But let's just say it's a website such as Yelp and they criticize you be they claim that you did not provide the service that you said you would provide. Right. If you respond privately, then that goes unanswered. People may think that it's legitimate. 
So in that case, wouldn't wouldn't you respond yeah. factually, not emotionally, and then say, and here's my email address. Feel free to reach out. I'll be happy to discuss this with you. Something yeah, like I, I would totally agree with that, especially if it's something like Yelp, because um, you know that's exactly what Yelp is for, right? So you don't want to leave that hanging. You want to address it and. Again, I mean, anybody that spent five minutes on Yelp has seen companies do that. And um, as long as you do it in a way that um, is, uh, you know, um, uh, professional and unemotional and just sort of say, okay, well, how can I help you? You know, how can I make this better for you? Um, I had a problem once um, with uh, – I've actually done this a couple of times where I posted something about, um, we had a problem, I can't remember what it was, but something about our Toyota, and I just was really unhappy with it and um, with something that happened. And I posted something on on Twitter, and they got right back to me. And, you know, they were very nice about it, and they really wanted to figure out what the problem was, and that's the way to handle it. I had the same thing happen. I asked somebody a question about a product I had, purchased and I guess I must have used a hashtag and within 20 minutes I had a tweet from the company yeah yeah it was amazing yeah. which just which goes is- to show that they have somebody monitoring their social media 24/7 oh of course I mean that's what you know these big companies that's all that's all they have people doing they're just they're just on all day as they should Alan, I want to thank you profusely, but before I let you go, what's the best way for people to get in touch? Uh, probably my email. It's alan, A-L-A-N, at saleswinnikoff.com, which is S as in Sam, A-Y-L-E-S, W-I-N-N-I, K as in King, O-F-F as in Frank, dot com. And would you like to remind everybody about our event on Marketing Week? Yes, it's uh, June 15th at um, 8.30. Um, I don't, do you have the location, Bruce? I don't yeah, sure. It's the Science, Industry, and Business Library, right. which is 188 Madison Avenue uh, at, uh, I think it's 34th yes. Street. 34th and Madison, right. And it's going to be a great panel. There's people who are um, a lot smarter than me about social media that are going to be talking. I'm just going to be moderating it and hopefully learning something myself. Well, I thank you again, Alan, and I hope you'll come back on. Anytime, Bruce. You know, I would uh, I would always love to. And as always, a special thank you and a word of appreciation to our listeners. I'm certain Alan joins me in wishing everyone a safe and prosperous week. <laughs>